The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, and do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of the Hartford or its affiliates. You're listening to the Small Biz Ahead podcast, brought to you by the Hartford. Welcome back to the Small Biz Ahead podcast. This is Elizabeth Larkin. I'm here with Jean Mark. Happy to be here. I just want to do a little reset because we have a ton of new listeners right now. I think July, this is true. Jean's looking at me like I'm crazy, but July 2018 was like our highest download month. Good to hear. Sounds like a lot of smart people are waking up to the right to the the benefits of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. So, Gene, can you just do a quick intro of yourself, who you are, what you do, why you're here? Absolutely. So, yeah. So, again, my name is Gene Marks, and I run a company called the Marks Group PC. I also, besides the Hartford, um, which I I write for weekly, um, I also write twice a week for The Guardian. And I also wrote in the past for the New York Times and the Washington Post, and I still write weekly for Forbes, Inc., Entrepreneur, and Fox Business. But I run my own company. It's a 10-person company outside of Philadelphia. We're a technology services firm. And the reason why I love doing this podcast, besides you, Elizabeth, is that we – this is not like some kind of – you know, startup thing or, you know, you know, great entrepreneurs. Passive this is, income. Right. This is, this podcast is devoted towards business owners, existing business owners. Um, for the most part, I mean, there's a lot that applies to startups and others, but, and you don't have to have employees. You can be a freelancer or an individual, but you can also be running a company with 10, 20, 200 people. This is supposed, cause that's what I have. Yeah. I'm an existing business owner. I've run my own company now for about 25 years and we have a, um, a large uh, number of clients in my company that are also existing business owners. And we are all dealing with lots of issues all so the time. So that's why Gene is our perfect small business expert, as I like to call him, because not only is he a small business owner and is in, out there in the trenches every day, but all of his clients are small businesses. Right. And you really get into their businesses. Yeah. And figure out how they work, what technology they need. Right. Well, and, I'm a CPA. So we do with a lot of accounting systems, which means I have to we have to look at accounting information as well as customer relationship management software we sell. So we get into their books and their management and all of that. And I'm a gossipy kind of not that I share the information about them, <laughs> but I love to see how other companies are doing, compare them to mine. Yeah. And I I whenever I meet with a client um, or I'm at a, on a project, I always walk away with like three things to write about. Because you, you ask know? a lot of questions. I do. And I find I find it fascinating what people I learn a lot from a lot of different clients. There's a lot, I mean, a lot of smart people, way smarter than me, uh, that have no. been running their, they've been running their <laughs> companies for years. And, uh, my job is, uh, when we come on this podcast is for me to, um, share with our audience stuff that I've learned out and about on the field of war. So, so I'm Elizabeth Larkin and my job is basically to just sit here and tease that information <laughs> out of Gene for other small business owners. So I work for the Hartford And I work on a blog called Small Biz Ahead that helps business owners improve their businesses, basically. Yeah, but don't, 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 you, you are entrepreneurial yourself. You blog as well. You've done entrepreneurial things in the past. I have no idea what I'm doing. So that's why I like to sit here. Actually, a lot of times when I'm asking Gene a question, I'm thinking, how can I apply that to my eventual startup? I do the same thing. (laughs) I do when I, when I talk to people, I'm like, how does this impact me? So today we're going to talk about a topic that is very important, very close to Gene's heart. It's something he references. I would say we've probably said this word 
More times than any other word. More times than any other word on this podcast. And if you didn't look at the title of the podcast, you're going to be very surprised what it is. We'll be right back to delve into this very important topic after we hear from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by The Hartford. When the unexpected strikes, The Hartford strikes back for over 1 million small business customers with property, liability, and workers' compensation insurance. Check out The Hartford Small Business Insurance at thehartford.com. So the word, I don't want to leave anyone in suspense. Everybody's sitting on the edge of their seats. The word is Kardashian. Yes. So Gene is a big fan of the Kardashians, but not in the way that most people are fans of the Kardashians. Most people love to hate the Kardashians or Mm. they like to make fun of them or they're just a fan of them. The editor of Small Biz Ahead, Hannah Stacy, who Gene works with all the time, is lit- she is a legit fan so of am I. Kardashians. I'm a legit fan. I don't love to hate them or but make fun Jean, of them. But Gene, you're a fan in a different way. You admire their business acumen. I do. I'm fascinated. I mean, we watch their show, my wife and I. Oh, we- you actually watch the show? Oh, yeah. We watch it every week. In fact, not only that, it's at 9 o'clock Eastern times on Sundays, and we will, it like makes our Sunday. Like, okay, we'll, so. We'll look forward to watching it. I don't want to put will you pause. on. <laughs> Elizabeth, we will pause the show if one of us is like getting up to like go to the bathroom or something so we don't miss any of the dialogue of the show. I am not kidding you. We just, we, we love it. And that doesn't mean that we're not sitting there, you know, without doing other stuff at the same mm-hmm, time the show's mm-hmm. on, but. Drinking uh, wine. Yeah. Not on a Sunday <laughs> night, but no, it's, it's actually, um, to us, it's like the, the, um, just the perfect type of TV show to watch on a Sunday. You have to think too much. Lots you of vocal give, fry. Yeah. Lots of, yeah, lots of vocal I'll, fry. I'll link to an explanation of vocal fry in the show notes. So. <laughs> Not to put you on the spot, Gene, but when you think of the typical Kardashian watcher, mm. you're probably not what people picture in their head, right? Probably not, because I'm like a middle-aged guy that's watching <laughs> the Kardashian. So first of all, you know, I mean, how creepy is that? Uh, and it, 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 first of all, I draw the line at Kylie and Kendall. Like when Kylie came on with her own like reality show, I'm like, we're not going to watch that. I mean, yeah. like the girl's like 20 years old. I, I mean, I have to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. Although I did watch the Rob and Black China reality show that was on a very short lived <laughs> show which was like watching a train wreck oh, it was incredible to watch and we were glued to that as well so no i mean listen the kardashian women are all in their 30s you know and they're late you know 30s and they're all i think they're classic i think they're hilarious um and i think the uh the conversations they get into are, are also very entertaining but more importantly um, i'm fascinated with their lives and their business okay so let's talk about what was the first thing that you that made you think, you know what, they're actually smart business people? Well, first of all, I uh, when I started watching the show and I, first of all, you, you get into the show because somebody else is watching it. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, this is ridiculous, like Kardashian or whatever. And then suddenly you're like, huh, OK, well, and you're like and then you're listening. And then as I started getting into the show, um, Kim was the first one that caught my attention. And of course, I asked the same question that so many people ask. Why Kim Kardashian is like, I think she became famous. Well, I know she's been famous because of this reality you know, empire. Yeah. So I first started getting into Kim Kardashian um, because I, you know, as I was watching the show, I was thinking like, how did she become so famous? No discernible skills, no discernible skills, no, how, you know, did it all happen? And, you know, she became sort of infamous for certain things that she did in the past. And I get that, but really, you know, how did she turn that into, you know, into like an empire that she's doing right now? The real story about Kim Kardashian, when you go back and, and read about her is that she was entrepreneur since she was like a little girl. 
I mean, her father, Rob, not Rob Kardashian, I forget the name of the father now, but he, I mean, he used to give his daughter's money, um, ask for him to be paid back if they ever wanted to do any of her ventures. Her first thing when she was like a teenager is she used to go and clean out people's closets. And then because they were sort of connected in the Hollywood area, she would go and clean out celebrities' closets as well. And then she would post pictures of it on whatever was MySpace or whatever at the time. And she got some of a following. You know what she did? She would find stuff um, and, and get permission to then resell it on eBay. And then she started her own eBay store. And she was very successful on this eBay store as well. Then she turned that into her sort of reality empire. But for her, it's always been about selling, selling, selling. How can I make money off of this? How can I increase my brand around it? And what? And it's, it's always been about just sort of growing her business. And it's evolved into a, a chain of stores, which they recently announced they were shutting down, but cosmetics line, clothing line, you know, lipstick, you know, all sorts of things like that. And they will abandon something pretty quickly if it's not panning out. They them, will. Right? They will. And, and I, I, I remember I've had conversations about them. They closed their dash chain. They had like four or five stores. It wasn't doing that well. Uh, and they decided just to close it. And, you know, I kind of criticized that at the time or questioned it only because, um, you know, they, they could have built it up a little bit more and, and mm -hmm. sold it for more of a profit. And instead they decide to close it. But Kim's uh, attitude is um, if it's, if, if they're not making enough money, they're going to move on. And she does not have, uh, she doesn't get very emotional about that kind of stuff. Now, the other thing that's amazing about her, is she's not afraid to take chances. She's not afraid to put herself out there. I mean, she knows she gets, and sometimes it gets to her, but we know she gets abused as we know oh, yeah. in the media and the public eye and whatever. Um, and she's, she's grown a bit of a thick skin. And listen, if you're going to put yourself out there, you kind of get what you ask for. You get so many mean comments on the articles that you write. I know. Because people just don't seem to take her seriously. They say, oh, she's nothing. A perfect other example is Kylie Jenner. That's the youngest one. She's like 20 years old. She's on the cover of Forbes magazine recently. Um, she, she's, she has a net worth of $900 million, this 20-year-old girl. Now, granted, she got her step off from the Kardashian okay, so name. This, this is something that I want to address, though, because that cover, if you're not familiar with this, it was um, a cover about how she was going to be the youngest billionaire, yeah. I think, in the world. Yeah. It's not like she started from nothing. Correct. And I think that's what really ticks, rubs people the wrong way. I mean, right. if you're already, you know, a multimillionaire and then you decide like, oh, I'm going to open this business. It's kind of like we talked about Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop. Yep. Like, would Goop be successful without Gwyneth Paltrow? You Probably know what? not. Probably not. And you know what? You know, I have met a lot of business owners that were given assets from their family. They inherited businesses from people. They stumbled into deals. They happened to be at the right place at the right time. There is luck involved. And yeah. I will call Kylie's situation to be somewhat luck. She was born into the Kardashian family. But I mean, come on, Elizabeth, you don't just then turn that into a billion dollars. Well, the products I mean, if have I, to be good. Yes, definitely. they do. And you have to you have to have the savvy to know what's going to sell. I think the issue people had with that cover story is that it was kind of positive posited as if she was a self-made almost billionaire which right. she is not right well i could i could tell you if out of the 900 million if we credit her with self-making a hundred million or five million but that's you really a can't lot do that more. you can't take you can't parse it out because if understood it's she all wasn't overlapping kylie it was all jenner and someone else was selling those cosmetics right 
they would still be, and they started at the same time, they'd still be pounding the pavement trying right. to find someone. Elizabeth, to get- if, you, if you look at the Forbes, the, the annual issue at Forbes magazine where they go, the richest people in the world, and you look at how these people made their money, it all came from somewhere. Yeah. And there, there, there's a handful of people, the Jeff Bezos of the world or the Mark Zuckerbergs or the people that really did create something out of scratch. And everybody loves that. Certainly there's a percentage yeah. of people that have done that. But I am telling you more than 50%, right, of the people that are on that list um, are people that inherited money or it's family money, or they were in the business anyway. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that doesn't, we shouldn't take away from those people because there are plenty of people that would have squandered it or not known what to do with it or may not grow, you know, have grown it all. Oh yeah. She took the opportunity and ran with it. I think people just had an issue with the way that was framed in the magazine. I don't think she's out there. You can take that up with the magazine. Yeah. I don't think she's out there saying I'm a self-made billionaire. Like, I don't think she would ever say that. I think it was the magazine was saying that. The magazine likes them. I mean, Kim was interviewed like uh, two years ago now. The magazine um, likes them because they get them sell, sales and page views. What does that mean? I mean, that means they have a huge fan base. I mean, they have millions and millions of followers on, on Instagram and Twitter. They are, uh, you know, people listen to them. They buy their products. That is a, they are a powerful brand. Um, and so when people make fun of them, I always think to myself, uh, like, okay, you, you do that, dude. You go out there and generate the kind of money that they're able to. They have one tweet they charge Tens of thousands of dollars, you so know. So let's talk about Chris. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Chris is the real brains behind the operation? So Chris is the mom, okay? So she's, mm-hmm. you know, she's the one that's, I'm that's pretty managing sure these Anyone these women. still listening mm-hmm. is probably yeah. Chris. <laughs> already know who Chris is at this point. And <laughs> Everyone like, else has what like... About Kendall? We're not talking about Kendall yet. Everybody Everyone like else has pushed past to the next yeah. episode. Okay. No, Chris is surely, is, is surely um, I, I think, a big part, a big force behind their organization. She is um, she is the manager of all of their kids' affairs. She takes a cut of their percentage um, of, of, of whatever that they earn. Um, she manages their schedules. And I think she also, she's a, she's a tough woman. I think she brings a lot of experience and sort of, you know, uh, wisdom to certain things that they decide to do or certain things that they decide to turn down. So there's no question as the matriarch, she is that type. And she's, you know, again, she's all, they are all about the money. A lot of people can question, oh, they sell their soul. They have no ethics. They have no morality. First of all, they're not breaking any laws. You don't have to buy their products if you don't want to. You have to watch their show if you don't want to. But clearly. I don't watch the show. Okay, I do. I mean, they've tapped into an audience of 53-year-old <laughs> who happen to like watching their show. But they they have a um, they, they have an aura about them that attracts people, mostly younger women. And what, what I'm fascinated also to see with them. Hannah Stacy, yeah, our Hannah editor. <laughs> I want to see what's going to happen to the Kardashians to really prove their worth as entrepreneurs. I mean, I don't want this to come across the wrong way, but but the sisters, they're getting a little bit older. I mean, they're in their mid to late 30s. They're no longer like young kids anymore. So how will they rebrand themselves when they're now in their 40s and 50s and 60s? You know, they're going to they're not going anywhere. They're going to want to do that. Yeah. And I, I will tell you this much. When we come back for our five thousandth podcast 20 years from now. Yeah, I think we're in the 130s at this point. When we come back for that, you and I, if we are still talking about the Kardashians as women in their 50s 20 years from now, uh, come on, you you could not argue that these people are not smart marketers. I'm going to answer this question first, but here's going to be my question to you. And I'll let I'll give you a little time to think about it. What is the lesson for your average small business owner from the Kardashians? My 
my answer would be they're not afraid to look dumb. So mm. they will go out and they'll pretty much promote any product. I remember a couple of years ago, Chloe, I think, got in trouble because she was promoting Popeyes, the the um right. The fast food right, chain. Right. Now, a lot of people, a lot of celebrities would be like, oh, that's going to tarnish my brand. I'm not going to promote Popeyes. But she was like, they're going to pay me $2 million to do an Instagram picture about Popeyes. I'm going to do it. If you're that kind of business owner, like, you know, you do need to be able to take chances and maybe right. not everything you're con you're not always protecting your brand and yep. thinking about what your brand is going to look like. They really aren't afraid to go out and just work with anyone that'll work with them. Couldn't agree with you more. And my biggest lesson for a business owner is that the ends justify the means, right? So in th they're entrepreneurs and they want to make money. They have a lifestyle that they want to, they want to maintain. As long as you're not doing anything illegal, who are we to judge how somebody makes their money. You know, yeah. I mean, some people get very wrapped up in saying, I want to, you know, I want to run a business and it has to be a certain way or we have to sell a certain type of things. And, you know, it's some of it's egos. Some of it is their, what, what they want their, their neighbors to think of them. Yeah. The Kardashians are like a lot of other business owners, clients of mine that I meet that like, if they can take a buy a light bulb for five bucks and sell it for 15 bucks somewhere else, that's what they're going to do because they're, they're businessmen and women. And this is the kind, this is the way that they, you know, they're, they're out to people. make money. They're out to make money. They're out to make money. So and I don't have any, do I just don't have any problem with that. There are any types of businesses that maybe you shouldn't take those kind of chances. Like in your business, would you ever think you'd get, someone would offer you a deal to do something and you'd think like, that's going to tarnish my brand. Well, the, the only things that, um, that you avoid is going into, and there's lots of ways to make money. So let's let's eliminate the illegal ways to make money. There's yeah, lots of legal well, that, ways to make yeah, money, that's, right? That's um, what you want is to make sure that what you're going to do is not going to distract you from other activities that could be making you more money. I mean, I had I have a client. This is like 15 years ago. Had a client that they, they were running a very successful like like supply business, and I don't know what got in their heads. The, the two partners wanted to open up an Italian restaurant. Yeah. And they sunk money into it and hired a chef and but whatever. the Kardashians could do that and it would probably be They successful. could. That's exactly it. But they wouldn't necessarily open up a supply business either. Yeah. Do you know what yep. I mean? For, you know, for the auto industry, you know, if it dovetails into what you're doing and you can leverage what you're doing, then that's, I think yeah. that's a really good thing. We talk, I'm, I'm still right in the middle of starting up like another business right now and it's a training platform and we kind of, we talked about yep. this a while ago um, and it, and it's going well and it's started, but it's, um, it's it's different than what we do, but it's related to what we do. Do okay. you know what I mean? Yep. So I that's what I'm a proponent of. Is just with the Kardashians, if they can find a reason to put something under their umbrella, then by all means go for it. They are a lifestyle brand. Right. So clothes, big umbrella. makeup, those things fit. Fast food, those things can fit into right. it. Right. But if you're like you know, if I saw them investing in a trucking company or right or, yeah. you know, or doing something that was in a, I don't know, in farm equipment, that seems like that. I would not advise them to do that. But you're right. Anything lifestyle um, works for them. And I think you want to remember that for your own business is that, you know, don't be afraid to take chances. Don't bet the farm on anything. Um, but at the same time, if something can be indirectly related to your business or, or dovetails into your business, that's the kind of thing that you might, you, you want to take some chances and with. And maybe don't be afraid to get some criticism. So like 
you know, Jean writes articles for Small Biz Ahead and they get the most comments of any articles on Small Biz Ahead. And believe it or not, not all of them are positive. Not all. Most of them aren't. (laughs) He takes a very hard line and isn't afraid to get out there with his opinion. And you grow a thick skin. And he takes criticism for it. I mean, he will even say in articles that he's a CPA and people will question him and say he doesn't understand math. I mean, and it it just rolls off his back. He does not care. I know. I need to talk to my mom about that because she keeps (laughs) leaving these comments. She has nothing better to do. Oh, gosh. (laughs) All right. So those are our lessons for either Kardashian fans, Kardashian haters, or people like me who just really don't care either way. We'll be right back with Jean's Word of Brilliance. Do you want to start a business but don't know how to leverage your skills and strengths? Small Biz Ahead has you covered. Our new ebook, Opportunity Knocks, How to Find and Pursue a Business Idea That's Right for You, will help you determine the best markets for you to start a business in, how to set up a business based on your personality, and how to put your ideas into action with a solid business plan. Go to smallbizahead.com and click the link in the show notes to download your free copy today. And we're back and Gene has his word or words of brilliance One for word us. today. Really? Okay, go for it. Necktie? Okay. So you can find this. I just wrote about this for Small Biz Ahead and it is all about... We'll um, link it in the show notes. Yeah, it's neckties. My, uh, my, my working title was, I, I've always thought, this is true, indisputable proof that neckties are evil. Okay. There was um, a research study that just came out and it was published in the medical journal called Neuroradiology, which if you need to borrow my copy, Elizabeth, <laughs> let me know. Happy to. I just need to finish up a couple more articles. Um, but they they found, that these scientists did this whole study of men wearing neckties um, and they found that the typical Windsor knot when tied just a little bit too tight, which you know, people you know do that, whatever, it cuts off something like seven and a half percent of cerebral brain flow. Just by a slightly tight, and we need neck. all of that. We so. need all of the all of the cerebral brain flow we can get. If you are cutting off blood flow to the brain, it makes you well dumber yeah. and less productive. And that actually dovetails in. There was a couple of other studies that was recently done. One at the University of Glasgow. Uh, it was recently about a year or so ago that said that wearing a tight collar or a tie may compromise the venous drainage of the brain and thus impair cerebrovascular reactivity. There was another one in the British Journal of Ophthalmology uh, that said that a tight necktie could affect the diagnosis and management of glaucoma. Tight neckties are bad. Neckties are bad. I have not worn a tie <laughs> in years. I used to when I was working at an accounting firm. And it, what about if you go to a funeral so this or is the thing. wedding so, okay, or something? Yeah. I actually am like wavering on wearing ties when I go out. You don't go to them, do you? Out. You're just like, well, we don't I have don't. any friends, so, that, that, so we don't have to go to many funerals. It works out just, that way. Just to, to give our new listeners <laughs> an idea of this, Gene... Sounds not very social. Like he's very social, but when he's done with work, he just likes to go home and watch Game of Thrones. That's and correct. just talk to his wife. And other and shows that's as it. well, which yeah. I can recommend. But the bottom line is this: it, 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 this really is, is a story about dress code. Yeah, you know, and what you want to require as part of a dress code. And you know, if you're running a business, do you require your employees to have uh, to, to conform to a certain type of dress code? Um, nowadays, I mean, different people come on different you know diff- different sides of this. There are certain businesses that I think you want to have people to have dress code. Uh, yeah, if you're customer facing, you know, I know at the Hartford, I don't think it's written anywhere, but it's typically business casual. Sure. Now, do people are they required to wear a tie? When you say business casual, I'm assuming no. There are no, I don't 
think there's anything in the handbook about what... No, I, I don't... We rarely see... Once in a while, I'll see someone wearing a tie mm-hmm. if they're presenting to, like, our CEO or something. Right. But right. But that actually, you know, think about that. Most CEOs wear ties every day. That's, you're in the C-suite. If, if they're male. Senior executives, a lot of them still do. A lot of senior financial people, you know, uh, you know attorneys, uh, people in government. I mean, you see senior politicians. They, the, the tie is still there. And first of all, I don't even want to talk. The ties, what do these things come from? Any? What purpose do they even? Even serve other than cutting off the flow of blood to your brain. Your cerebral. The bottom line is that you want to consider what your employees are wearing to work, whether or not you require um, a uniform or not. I do think there are some jobs that do. Um, if if you're running a, a store, a retail store, and you're selling high fashion, I would expect the retail employee to be dressed appropriately, right? So you know you don't want some schlub selling you know high high fashion. But but you can wear a tie and not. Tighten it so much that it's cut, cutting off. It's your... a fine line when you when you tie ties. I never got it right. I never could figure out how to do a tie okay. like the way it's a fine what line. What about a clip on for you? Clip ons are people can tell right away. <laughs> and people say I can just wear a clip on, but you can tell, and that looks even what worse. What about a bow tie? Bow tie. I'm not even going to go there. Okay, not 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 my look. I'm not Bill Nye, the science guy. So we don't require any type of um uh, you know attire for our people. They can dress as long as like you said. This just sort of has yeah. to be a professional professional look. The good, the good thing, one of the many great things about the world in 2018 and running a business in the world of 2018 is you really can get away with not having to really dress up and wear those ties nowadays. Um, Look back at your parents back in the 60s and 50s and oh my God, how they had to dress. Oh yeah. I have a lot of friends who run businesses in their pajamas. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, okay, maybe that's going a little too far, but (laughs) I don't, I don't know who these friends are, but I, you know, again, business casual, I think is very nice. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and I think that it works, it works fine, uh, regardless of the job. So we've got a couple of articles on how to communicate dress code to Mm -hmm. your employees because that can get a little awkward. Yeah. We have an article on what to do if your employees are wearing inappropriate clothes to work. Because, again, that is so awkward. It is. And we'll link to those in the show notes. I keep saying we. Actually, it's Hannah is going to link to those. Let Hannah do it. That's what she does well. Um, (laughs) Hannah is so great. She She does so many things. She is great. All right. We're going to be back in our next episode. We are going to be talking about another very important topic, which is probably a little more relatable than the Kardashians, which is calculating profit if you're running a business like a restaurant or if you're a merchant. Thanks for joining Elizabeth and Jean for another edition of the Small Biz Ahead podcast. For the latest on small business trends straight from the small business experts, visit the Hartford Small Biz Ahead. We've got articles, how-tos, and videos to help you run your business more efficiently. Check us out at smallbizahead.com.